Welcome to Casual Swinger. If you're under 18, the following podcast is not appropriate for you. The subjects and language are for mature audiences only. If you're not mature in nature, just make sure you're old enough to vote. We don't take ourselves seriously, ever. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any opinions or statements made on this podcast, our website, or our blog. It's all in fun, folks. This isn't Dr. Phil. Now, consider yourself the listener properly advised. Welcome to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. And I'm Mickey. And thank you for joining us today. Episode 8. Talk to me, Goose. So what's this episode about, Mickey? Oh, well, you know, all about communication and maybe wingmanning in the lifestyle and, uh, you know, just how you communicate together and and really get stuff done. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. And this goes well with that uh, picture you posted in that stewardess outfit. Oh, that was such a good one. (laughs) So much fun. Yeah, that was, those were fun pictures to take too. So I I enjoyed that. We need to do that again (laughs) now. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you everyone. Um, We are what a few days past Thanksgiving here. And Mickey and I got in a conversation about how the holidays are such a momentum killer for us. Oh, they are, right? I mean, it seems like you just get this enormous gap, right? Because that's that dead zone between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And uh-huh. It's and, and you're talking to people and everything's going really good because, you know, Halloween is such a high note for people in the lifestyle. Yeah. And then poof. Yeah, it just it, it falls off like a cliff, right? You know, and and, and part of that is you got family around, kids are off school. There's a lot of activities as far as like home and family life going on, but at the same time, it's kind of like I don't know. I'm feeling like there's crickets out there because of the the season we're in. Definitely, and you know, in the part of the country we live in, this is vacation central. Right. So if you look at you know SDC where it tells you people are coming to your area and there's travel plans, there's 500 people. People coming down here, but that's really not our bag, right? We don't really do travel checks. You know, I've never done it before. It's not off the table, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it would allow me the, the time I needed to connect with somebody to to feel my freak. Right. So, so and, and everybody's got different styles, right? I mean, competing styles or if you want to say, or, but, and for us, that's probably not a big thing. But, you know, when we talked about Thanksgiving and the holidays, we definitely wanted to talk about one of the things we were thankful for. And uh, for us, that's definitely this community, all the people we've met. Hells yeah. Right. All Absolutely. The, these listeners. Um, but how about a couple other podcasting couples that we've come across, some of which we've actually had a chance to meet in real life, which was super cool. Uh, but I think we really can't uh, do a quick shout out without starting with the Priory Society. Uh, oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah, Isis and Eros. Yeah, they're yeah. they're badass, and they have been super helpful to us in a lot of ways. Totally stole his uh, Spotify icon and <laughs> iTunes icon from my website, but uh, just those guys were great. C and D from Swinging Down Under, uh, maybe my favorite Aussies ever. And we've never met those guys, but they've just been incredibly supportive. Uh, that couple next door, the Swinger Diaries. I mean, they they've just been super, really nice people reaching out yeah. and and being and encouraging. Forget, yeah, don't forget Toward Souls. I Never love those them. ladies. Yeah. So what Torrid Souls did, and you guys can actually see this for yourselves if you log in and take a look at our uh, website, which is, of course, casualswinger.com. On our events page, you have a calendar, and that calendar has not just what we're up to and where we're going to be, but everybody, like every lifestyle podcasting couple in the business 
is on our calendar because of Torrid Souls. They put together a group calendar that has everybody's calendar on it. Super cool. I was poking around with it, um, or, yeah, poking around in it earlier today. Yeah, it's yeah. neat. And, and, and it's got all kinds of good stuff in it. And speaking of, uh, you know, obviously, uh, with everything going on, why don't we tell some folks about what we've got coming up? Because before we get into... So excited. Talk to me, Goose. <laughs> so, big announcement. We booked Nin this week, and I am super stoked. I have never been. Mickey has never been. So, this is a new event for us. So, we will be naughty New Orleans in July. Raise your hand if you're going as well. Um, can't wait to meet people, uh, get a feel for New Orleans, because I've never even been to that city before. Oh, like, I'm coming out. unglued. Yeah, this is going to be crazy. It. So, it's, it's naughty in New Orleans, right? No. We're never going to get it right. And we're country as hell, but we're not (laughs) Creole. So uh, I don't know how that's going to go. But we are doing Nin in July, which is going to be badass. And we're going to hang out with some of our friends down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of people that we know that are going to be attending. Um, Average Swingers, are they going to be there? Oh, yeah, they're going. They go every time. Yeah, we love those guys. But then we've got iOS Uh, Connections. Yeah, Dirty Pervs. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to be there. So our friends from Dirty Perv Week are going to be there. And then uh, we'll look at Potentially Jim and Rachel yeah, from that's the Rascals. True. Yeah, so we may have a couple of Rascals there. So we got a lot of really cool stuff going on at Nin. Uh, and then, of course, we have, speaking of the Rascals, we have the trips. F- Yay! We have two trips coming up um, this winter and spring. So end of February, beginning of March, we're heading back to Hito with the Rascals and then going again in the middle of May. Yeah. And, you know, so speaking of Hito, um, you know, I think Swinger Diaries uh, covered a trip to Hito and they had a very different perspective from what we had. That is true. That really is true. And, I, and there are some points I do agree with. You know, I, I do too, actually. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, that was the thing, right? At, on its face, like I wanted to kind of puff up and defend my, you know, <laughs> defend my place and be like, oh, I'm mad at you guys. But I'm really not because they were really fair uh, and, mm-hmm. and they didn't like it. And I get it. It's not their bag. It's not everybody's bag. No. Um, I think some of the things that they experienced were not representative of the experience that we help people have. Yeah. And that kind of made me sad because being the nurturer that I am, I kept feeling like, well, if if I was there, I could have helped you or could have shown you the the side of Hito that, that I know and love. But to each their own. It is. You know? and, it is. And, and, and I think, you know, Jay and Angie the other day, I was talking to uh, Jay Sunday uh-huh. morning, and I think they're not going to go back, and they did go with us. Yeah, So I think it's, it's, it's to each their own, and everybody's got to do their own thing. But I do recommend, hey, if you guys have listened to what we had to say about Hito in our last episode... And you think maybe we were too positive. There's another side to that coin. And that's the Swinger Diaries. Sure. Um, Absolutely. It was a great episode. And I think that they were really honest and fair. And as much as I wanted to beat up on them about it, I don't think I can. Because some, no. some of the stuff they said spot on. Yeah. And everyone's in, entitled to their opinions and their own experiences. And it's it's a huge investment. I don't care if you're going to Desire Pearl or Hito or Hell Tahiti. It's a big in financial investment. God, yes, it and is. And costly. Yeah. It's and time, big, too. Exactly. I mean, so, how much vacation do you have? Yeah. Ex- yeah. Pretty, yeah. What, right. a week and a half? Right. That might as well be yeah. gold. But so, th- so we've got some really crazy stuff coming on, uh, you know, here soon with the new the trips and obviously Nin. But check oh. out our calendar. Oh, yeah, what you got? Yeah, definitely. New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. We're going home for New Year's Eve. So we're heading back to Northern Virginia um, after Christmas. So we are going to show our faces at our old stomping ground. Uh, taboo uh, social club there in uh, Catonsville, which is right. near Baltimore. So maybe what we 
ought to do is let our listeners know, keep track of uh, Twitter, keep track of us uh, maybe on here on Casual Swinger, and we'll let you know what day we're going to be at Twitter or at Twitter. At Twitter. (laughs) What day we're going to be at Taboo. You're so cute. (laughs) Uh, But that's what I get for reading and talking at the same time. But hey, you guys definitely uh, check out Taboo if you haven't done it before. We love those guys and they got a super cool thing going on up there. But uh, Yeah. And again, raise your hand if you are going to be attending that event New Year's Eve. You're in the area. You're a listener. Let us know. <laughs> so instead of jumping off to a break like we would normally do right now, I think we're gonna, just going to dive right in and get into communication and the lifestyle today. Yes. So I agree. Let's talk do to this. me, Goose. By the way, one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh, when I saw her in this stewardess outfit, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm using that picture. <laughs> You're welcome. That was for fetish night. So Yeah, you were wearing crotchless panties with it too. I think you got a good video. I did wearing those while you were going to town. Come in handy twice. Mm. See what I did there? I got it. Handy. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so we're going to talk about, you know, when talk to me, we're going to talk about how to be a great wingman for your partner. And being mm-hmm. a great wingman for your partner doesn't just mean, uh, you know, helping them do something that either doesn't involve you or involves somebody else. Sometimes it's just about communicating, right? Absolutely. I think that's the coronet of all the conversations we have around relationships, not just lifestyle, is communication. And that's key. Uh, uh, do you think that it's possible for somebody to be in the lifestyle or a couple to be in the lifestyle and have poor communication. No, I don't. I, I think that's a recipe for failure. Yeah, I think so too. I think what you get is you got one person who's chasing the brass ring and the other person who's trying to keep up. Right? Yeah, potentially. Uh, so what are the two things that make a great communicator? Um, First, you have to be a good speaker, which means being honest, speaking your mind, and not just hanging back, hoping that whatever you're doing appeases your partner. Um, right. But the other side is also being a good listener. So you have to have equal parts of both. That's true. And, you know, when we talk about communicating in in the lifestyle, it's communication when you're looking at talking to people. I can remember a time when we had an online presence and because of our dissimilar schedules, you know, there was a lot of conversations that I was having that I was not communicating with you well enough to tell you that, hey, I talked to this couple, I talked to that couple, these are things we talked about. Mm -hmm. And by the time you joined the conversation, you were like, I have no idea what's going on, what you guys have been talking about. I don't know what's up. Yeah, because it felt like you were forming these relationships Mm -hmm. um, outside of me, which I wasn't offended that you were doing that. I'm all about, you know, making friends and, you know, reaching out because we reach out separately all the time. But it was about getting caught up, you know, give me the reader Digest version, get me up to speed. So I think something we've done really well out of the last few years is recapping and looping the other person in because we do have dissimilar schedules a lot of the time. So, you know, I'm on there chatting in the mornings, usually on there late or middle of the night. Right. And so, so that's a, a great point, right, for us. So one of the ways that we overcame that particular issue is... Uh, so, for example, I handle the initial conversation, right? So I handle SLS mm-hmm. and Cassidy and SDC. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to the point where they're like, well, hey, do you have a kick? Uh, you handle kick. So I'm yes. like, great. Okay. So once I pass you off to Mallory. So much better for my ADD. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I pass them off to Mallory and then God knows what happens. They go into a black hole and I never hear from them again. Oh. Until <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and again, that's where we recap, give you the reader digest version. Exactly. And then I'm like, oh, we have a date this weekend. Great. Tell me about them. And, you know, I think that 
it works better for us though, because I'm more comfortable in a situation where maybe I don't know everything about somebody and I can get yeah. to know them uh, than you are. So it's, yeah, I need a little more, a little more of a connection, a little more sneak peek into their psyche and their personalities. Because one, I don't want to waste anybody's time if I don't think we're going to hit it off. Um, you know, that's something I need to communicate and be honest about. Right. Um, but it takes a little more for me, and I and I'm all about taking a chance every now and then because you can't get the full scope of who a person or a couple is with online interaction alone. No, you really can't. And and looks aren't everything, right? You can have the best looking person in the world, and if they can't communicate with you, mm-hmm. then, then what good are they, right? And so I was I actually had uh, lunch with some vanilla friends of mine this week, and communication in the bedroom came up. And it, really? It really did. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you do. And so I had this I had this lunch with these friends of mine, and we talked about you know what it means to to really communicate well, and, and we talked about things like a paying attention to the other person's breathing and yeah and nonverbal communication is a big deal oh yeah their yeah. body language right uh, it's those are huge things and so we ended up having this conversation at lunch and I don't I think it's me I've decided that, that I'm the reason why we have a 10-foot berth around us every time we go out to eat <laughs> well yeah uh, I mean <laughs> we have to be brutally honest here and communicate properly. Yes, my dear, I believe it's, it has a lot to do with you. Well, I, I, I kept the anal conversation to a minimum, but, you know, it was, I still feel bad. <laughs> your voice projects. I don't know that it's necessarily your fault. No, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blame my voice. But, you know, it's interesting because when we talk about communication, we're talking about speaking and speaking your mind. But I think one of the most important places to be a great wingman and a great partner in a lifestyle relationship is being honest about what you want and what you need. Uh, Yes. And sometimes that honesty is, I don't know. mm -hmm. Sometimes you're in limbo. Right. Well, and I think one of the worst times I've heard people be dishonest is when they're afraid the other person's going to be mad. Like they're afraid the other person isn't going to like what it is that they had to say. Maybe they wanted something. Yeah. yeah, And and the other person didn't. So they're afraid of how that person's going to react. So they don't say anything at all. Or maybe they they lie. Well, remember when we first started in the lifestyle, I was really apprehensive because it was such a big part of your life. And we talked about this in one of our first couple podcasts is, you know, I, I was uncertain of what your expectation was of me and if this was such a big part, if there were parts, pieces, or the entirety of it that I didn't like or I didn't feel was a fit for me, what would your reaction be? And that was a fear I had and a reservation, but I had to have that conversation with you. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I remember that conversation explicitly because you said, what if it needs to stop? What mm-hmm. if we can never do this again? Mm-hmm. Are you going to be okay? And I think are we going to be okay? Are we yeah. going to be okay? Yeah. And and of course the answer was yeah. Of course. You know this is about us, and that's part of the communication that that everything we do starts and ends with us. Um, and that's uh, you know I mean it usually ends with us anyway. <laughs> but, uh, and and what about listening? What do, what do you hear? Uh, from your partner, you know, and, and not necessarily even with your spouse, partner, mm-hmm. what the other person, how can you listen to them and, and maybe help them maybe if they're new 
maybe they're a newbie and how can you help them through the process? Maybe they're expanding their boundaries a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's something for us to think about as communicators. That is true. Not everyone's an empath, right? And not everyone has that, you know, sixth sense of, you know, reading people's, you know, emotions, you know, when they're trying to, for lack of a better term, give that poker face because Mm -hmm. there's maybe there's some reservation or hesitation, but it's, it's, for me, it's always best to call out the elephant in the room, but in a kind and um, supportive way. Sure. And and you do Checking that. Checking in, right? Right. You check in because you looked at their body language. You noticed maybe that they were sitting there with their arms folded, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they're either freezing their ass off or they're uncomfortable, okay? Mm-hmm. So if they're uncomfortable, say, hey, is, is everything not okay? Because we need to go as fast as the slowest person here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I think I heard from Holly on one of her casts. Yes. And I loved it. And she said it again on uh, the thing she did on Australian TV. So, yeah. uh, but just absolutely love that. And that's being a great speaker, mm-hmm. speaking your mind, telling the truth. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some of our fails here in a couple of minutes. So <laughs> I know you guys are probably sitting here listening, going, um, where's the funny? We're used to the funny in this. We're getting there. Don't worry. We got plenty for you, babies. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so if they don't tell the truth, what happens? And and how do you react to that when, when somebody maybe hasn't been forthright and said something was okay and it wasn't? Yeah, we've been there. We've definitely been there. And I've personally been there. We've been there in, in several situations. One where maybe I've let something escalate and then I'm looking around like a deer in the headlights going, oh, shit. Yeah. How did I, we end up here? I, uh, I I didn't pump the brakes soon enough. <laughs> and uh, the other side of it is when people communicate to you and they're not honest. And then you end up in a situation where it's very uncomfortable. Like um, we had an experience with a unicorn. Oh, yeah. Well, that's our uh, I think that's probably our. Uh, yeah. That's one of our last stories for today we'll get to. But yeah, she was she was a I don't well, poor communicator or maybe just a liar, but we'll uh Yeah, we'll touch base on that. We'll touch base yeah. on that in a few. But anyway, that's kind of where we're at with how you communicate. But what happens when you're a great communicator and you fail anyway? <laughs> You take your lumps, you laugh it off, and you move on. <laughs> right? So we, uh, we, when we sat down to talk about Talk to Me Goose, we, we said we're going to cover being a great wingman, communicating, and exit strategies. And we're going to finish today with exit strategies. But where we came up with the exit strategies piece of it is because that was our first major fail in the lifestyle. One of them, yes. And it was, yeah, it was very, very early on. And I'm going to take the heat for this one. <laughs> this one's all your fault. Man, that was all. Po- Oh, dude, I'm I'm so sorry. I still feel bad about that. Well, they never talked to us again, so that was probably probably not the worst thing. Because... No, probably not. Yeah. Uh, so here's what happened. We are at a club in Pennsylvania, and it was one of our first times at the club. And if for anybody that's ever been to a club for the first time, you kind of feel like the fresh meat in the locker room. Yeah, and I was definitely more nervous than I anticipated because it wasn't my first time at a club per se, but first time there. And I did. I felt like fresh meat. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, the the chicken and, you know, wolf house or some redneck saying that you usually have to, to simulate that uh that situation but i i was a little inebriated yeah you were shit housed and so essentially these these guys were really cool they were actually the host for the entire place and they had uh really nice they were nice and she was really cute um and i thought you know we were we were probably doing just fine and then it turned out they had a few 
things about them that were turnoffs for us. And everybody's got their own style, like like Mallory said at the beginning. Everybody's got a thing. Yep. Right. And everybody's one of those, got a flavor. Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. of those things popped up, and and I wasn't feeling it. Now, what we didn't have at that point, and we're going to talk about this during our exit strategy segment, is we didn't have a a get out, a code word, a this is not okay. So. Uh, you know, of course, she comes over to me at one point because it was obvious that I was uncomfortable, right? I was like, uh, I'm not really enjoying this. Yeah, and this is after like fiddle fucking around for like two hours after conversation because something they did that I didn't realize that had happened is they separated us. We were still within, you know, a line of sight of each other, but we were in the same conversations. So it was really hard to mm-hmm. gauge each other. And I think that was kind of intentional. They were actually a little aggressive and I, I, I felt preyed upon. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah. that's, that's cool. I mean, that's their bag. They they want to play as many times as they can in a night, mind yeah. you. Yeah. That was actually one of one of our personal turnoffs. Yeah. Uh, is is uh, I think the term that I heard, actually, I was listening to Sapphic today uh-huh. and uh, low mileage swingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a diva. I want to feel special. I don't want to feel like, you know, and I, it's just me. I don't want to be number three and <laughs> line unless not three was, today. It was you're right, um, it, and that's just me. But yeah, so they kind of separated, and like I was trying to talk to you, and by the time I got to you, I was hammered, uh-huh. and you were like, "Yeah, no, I'm not into it. Not tonight. You know, we'll just you know politely excuse ourselves somehow." And I don't know what transpired after. I would that love to know what got into you, and how I came up with the exit strategy. But again, I'm sorry. Oh, so she, she walked over to them and she goes, Hey guys, we're not going to be able to play tonight. His tummy's not feeling well. I'm and like, this is right after I told him you went to the bathroom. You went to get our bottles from the bar, which shook forever. So you were gone for like 15 minutes. So in their head, they, they thought, thought I was were... shitting myself. <laughs> I am so sorry. You basically told this couple, sorry, we can't play tonight because my husband has the shits. <laughs> sorry. What kind of person does that? Me. <laughs> Me. When I, when I don't have enough brain cells after a fifth of vodka to come up with a better excuse. And so, I still feel bad about it because, one, it wasn't honest. No. It's okay to just say you're not interested. And maybe and one thing if I was blowing up the commode, but I wasn't. <laughs> it's the best I had. So, of course, they're like, oh, it's fine. And they, they invited her. They're like, well, you can come play with us and he can go sit on the stool. <laughs> I mean, they were not taking no for an answer, of course. And My and, tummy hurts, too. We got to go. Uh-huh. Well, and maybe that's part of good communication and exit strategy, too, though, is that if somebody is showing maybe a lack of interest or maybe some trepidation, that you let them off the hook easy. Don't, you know, beat them up. Right? No, and, and that's the other side of it. We wasted. We, If we had had that conversation and had our shit together earlier on in the night and had communicated properly, we wouldn't have wasted their time either. No. You know? Because there's just two sides to that coin. Right. And that was not fair of us. So. No. Well, and we were having a, a great time. And that, that really wasn't necessarily the issue. I think we, we ended up hanging out with them again later and still had fun. Still said no, but still had fun. Yes. Correct. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's funny because that was not the only time that we had a fail 
by kind of lack of lack of communication on our part, mm-hmm. leading to an experience with the wrong couple. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. You're talking about the mortician and the lab. Uh, the mad ratter. The mad ratter. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh. That was their handle. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know this. So we met them at Taboo. We did, and it was just a fluke meeting. We had ended up at the bar, and they were standing next to us, struck, struck up a conversation, and it was hilarious. We were having a great time. Yeah, they seemed really cool, and, and everything was, was pretty neat, uh, except, you know, I guess it came out somewhere along the line that she was a mortician. No, she was. was the the laboratory. Oh, she yeah. she experimented on rats. She yeah experimented on yeah little animals animals in general. Which were like oh I was uh, I'm yeah I'm totally a tree you know tree hugger and fluffy animal she's a lover bitch. And, yeah, I am. So uh, immediately I was like oh if I just didn't know that <laughs> if I just didn't know that but we found all that stuff out. Well, yeah, and we still weren't full swap back then, no. right? I mean, we were no, still kind we, of feeling things out. Yeah, we did same room, like, um, watching each other play and had the rest of that conversation afterwards because we, we, we played kind of early in the evening. I want to say just after a few hours after talking to them. But it, again, we didn't, like, do a full swap or anything. And <laughs> she's telling us the stuff, and they were very excited to hang out with us again. He, and I, Trying to get out of the conversation, I look over at him and I go, so what do you do? He goes, I'm a mortician. And I'm going, fuck, this this is getting better. <laughs> right? Holy shit. So, do you stuff the rats after? Uh, it, was, it was a little weird, right? It, it, was, it was a little awkward because, one, I never met anyone who had either of those professions. And two, it just wasn't a graceful conversation after all of that because then you and I were on a, a totally different page than they were because, you know, we, um, again, did not fully communicate mm-hmm. and weren't honest. We kind of played coy and, you know, we were just really busy for a few weeks after that. Right. And they ended up emailing our work emails. Oh, my God. I Do forgot Do you remember that? Because we handed out our business card. I uh, gave this them my business card. amateur rookie shit here. You want to talk about big fail. Oh, that, yeah. I forgot about that fail. And then not only did they email me at work, but they emailed me at work and said, we had a great time in and out of the bedroom. Yes. I was fit to be tied. And, you know, on one hand, you can't, you know, be mad at them for doing that. Like, I would hope someone would have common sense not to say or do that. But at the same time, there was no restrictions. It was never, you know, verbalized that... You I didn't say don't email me at work. Because you handed them a business card. It was with my phone number on it, though. That was the point. And, and <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. Here's where the communication breakdown happened and why this is a communication fail. Because you know what? Morticians might be the coolest fucking people in the whole wide world. And you might experiment on animals because you don't have a fucking soul. But cool. That's your job, right? That's yeah. what you get paid to do. Uh, but... Our fail was that we didn't communicate with each other that maybe we won't we weren't both totally on the same page. So both of us thought we were taking one for the team. Yes. Which we Yes, yes, exactly because I was like, "Oh, they're cool and, you know, we were having fun and mm-hmm. you know, we were both as couples, we were both very new." So 
how things transpired made sense, but yeah, I was on board because I thought you were on board, and exactly. you were on board because you thought I was on board. And right, we... and that's a fail. Yeah, that, that is a fail, and it's big time. And and of course, it ends up being a fail because there's communication problems with us and them after the fact. We weren't as honest as we should have been. We weren't mm-hmm. as forthcoming as we should have been. We didn't tell them, hey, it was a good time, but you know that was probably that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, of course, they reached out aggressively and reached out to our work email and that was uh fortunately nothing came of it there was no big story that came after that yeah uh but there was one more communication fail that we had and we did some things we shouldn't have done and karma took care of us oh yeah so so uh let's talk about the unicorn yeah yeah i mentioned this a few minutes ago so we were at the club and noticed this girl and she I love dancing so anytime I see someone out there dancing have a good time smiling it's like I hone in on them because I love that energy and she was super cute I mean like she's a little hottie oh and she says yes yeah. <laughs> so I, I was just so attracted to her and I wanted to talk to her and spend time with her. And, I wanted to talk to her too. And she, I mean, but being a single girl there, she was pretty much constantly entertained. And I believe she was actually talking to another couple. And I just kind of squeezed in there. <laughs> and we ended up just heading it off. We danced all night. We invited her back to our room. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so this girl, we saw her. And it was this event uh, was at Taboo and it was called Running of the Unicorns. It's something that they do fairly regularly up there. And all the the unicorns are supposed to wear red. So this girl is one of like two people wearing red in the entire club. There were no unicorns there for this event. Yeah, no. And she stood out like a sore thumb. They did. So we were eyeballing her and Mallory looks at me and goes... I'm going to go get her. And there, I was like, but she's talking to a couple right now. And she's like, and, and poof, off I she just, went. I know. I decided I had gusto in that moment. Which is very unlike Mallory, by the way. She's usually fairly, you know, cognizant of other people's feelings. And she just bounced right off and bounced over there. And we're like, hey, guys, how you doing? We're going to take this with us. And <laughs> Better luck next time, folks. Well, but the gods were not without a sense of humor. No. Because we did take her back to our room, and she looked like she was going to be a lot of fun. You guys were having a blast. You guys were all over each other. And she looks at me and says, hey, can you put on some music? (laughs) Sure. I got music. I can make that happen. I am the maestro. Let me take care of this. I said, what do you like? And she goes, I like Britney Spears. Yeah, and that's when the song uh, Three had come out, like oh. just come out, and we happened to have it, and she wanted to play it on repeat. Over. So first of all, after Over. hearing it 300 times, she I was, was there, what, insane. two, three hours? Yeah, about two and a half, three hours. This fucking song yeah. played over and over and over again. I'm like, can I please change the song? No. Yeah. This girl demanded that we have... Britney Spears 3 on What a weird, but whatever. whatever. We we work through it. We have a unicorn. We're going to go with it. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever she wants, she gets. (laughs) So So what? How many hours into it before her phone starts ringing? So about two hours. I mean, it was closer to the tail end. Yeah. The phone's ringing, and then she put turns it on vibrate and it's vibrating all over the place she apologizes excuses herself and and she's looking and i mean you could see the panic on her face there's like all these messages and voicemails and you know you you start to question the body language definitely shifted hard yeah and we had a conversation with her um 
from what we knew, she was single, a uh, single mom. And at first it was her babysitter. So we're like, oh, we're parents. We totally get it. And then it was her neighbor. Mm-hmm. And, and then it was a friend. And then it was a friend. And I'm it's going, just 3 o'clock in the morning, guys. This is not 2 o'clock. Looking to get I was like, is there an emergency? Do you need to go? Do you need our help? And she's like, no, 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 no. So finally, she kind of breaks the surface with a bit of truth because at this point, you know, I don't care how inebriated we may or may not have been, but, I mean, between you and I, we have a couple brain cells rubbed together. We knew something wasn't right. No, it was definitely not right. It was something was broken. And uh, if she finally comes out and says, it's my husband, we were like, whoa. Oh, man. (laughs) So I went from concern and, and, you know, hoping that, you know, everything is okay and, you know, wanting to, you know, is your kid sick? You know, anything I can do for you to going, oh, fuck you, dude. Yeah, because she had told us she was single. We'd asked specifically, yeah. like, are, are you... That's uh, not cool. And, and if she were married playing alone, totally fine. Uh, you know, that's, I think, uh, being a unicorn is one of the things that you have on your fantasy list, right, Melanie? Oh, absolutely. Uh, so it's not something that would have bothered us at all. It just, no. But she lied. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this this evening is over. Yeah, I was really hurt by that. Really hurt. Because I haven't had a lot of experience in my life with, with situations like that. And I was I was visibly upset and I tried to mask it as much as possible, but I was not okay after that. No, it, it was a bit of a breach of trust, right? Very and, much so. Uh, we were having a good time, and, and but that is not how the lifestyle gods paid us back, is it? No, not even close. How did we get paid back by that? We had SARS <laughs> for like two weeks. It was like Mad the cow. worst bronchitis, pneumonia either of us have ever had. I mean, she we got were us so sick. So sick. Like two rounds of antibiotics and like I'm calling every doctor under the sun to make sure that there's nothing that, you know, antibiotics can't kill at this point. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> well, I mean, we were Even safe. with every, pers- we every precaution safe. we took at this point, I'm like, you know, I, I've, I had decided I couldn't trust her as far as I could throw her. So I ran the gamut. Oh, and wow, that's that what was... scared me more than anything else than just the 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 blatant lie about her situation was if you're going to lie about something like that, what else do I know about oh, you? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm a, I'm a germaphobe. I inspected for crotch so. crickets. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just saying. So, I mean, and there are other places that, that we should communicate and think, right. And other stuff has happened to us. Right. I mean, think about the, the first time that you went out on your own, we were at the resort and yeah, you couldn't find right. me for an hour, right? Oh man. So, Oh, we we're so excited and so scared. So I went and played by myself for the first time ever. And it was with a guy and it was amazing. And, you know, I told Mickey where I was going to be, you know, um, this is his room number. And, you know, I, you know, just in case, you know, something happens or, or whatever it was like in, a, in my head, I was totally prepared. So things go down. It's fantastic. I cannot wait to tell Mickey all about it because he gets off on the story. So I go back to our room and Mickey's not there. <laughs> I go to the beach and Mickey's not there and I'm going, holy shit. I didn't even think to ask him where to meet after this. Well, I, I didn't mean, know when like you were a, coming back. It was an hour and a half. I'm like running around going, has anyone seen my husband? I was in a hot tub in somebody's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't a big deal, but I'm going, this was stupid. Yeah, I was hanging out and shooting the shit and having fun, which, you know, pretty much is what I do. Yeah. Uh, but that's just it. We should have communicated before you left, and it would have made things a lot easier for you and a lot less scary for you because you didn't know if I was mad. You didn't know if I was upset. Yeah, because know. that was the first time it ever happened, and I was excited, but I also wanted to gauge and make sure, you know, everything's cool because it's all about coming back together at the end of whatever it is we're doing. That's exactly right. And so we'll end this segment with one very important piece of information, and then I will let Mallory tell you all the great ways you can get a hold of us. But make sure you have a thick skin. Because uh, part of communicating is being willing to accept what your partner has to say. And it can help you avoid some of these fails that we've talked about in the last 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. It can help you avoid hurt feelings. It can help you avoid situations that you could you'd really rather not be a part of. right? Uh, and I think the best way to do that is say, you're not going to hurt me by being honest with me. Yeah. So just tell me what's up. And, you know, I would rather uh, a, a couple that we met, uh, and it hasn't happened, knock on wood, uh, but... And I'd rather them say, hey, we think she's gorgeous and we like you, but we're not, she's not into you, but we still all want to hang out. And maybe the girls can play or maybe this, maybe that. I'd rather have some level of honesty than have somebody feel uncomfortable because, I mean, as part of, you know, the greater consent conversation that we've all been having in the lifestyle lately, you do ask before you touch somebody. You do make sure somebody wants you to. They still have to tell you they don't want you to. So yeah, yeah. Um, have a thick skin and tell people people say hey i'm in or eh, i'm not and it's it's more than just six skin i think it's respect yeah. respect for yourself respect for your partner and respect for the people that you're um you know looking to play or not play with yeah absolutely so there i go using absolutely again i said i was not going to say that word this time and i'm going to count after Have we I record said fantastic this. i yeah. don't know but or i think we're just going to make a list of words we're not allowed to say over <laughs> and over again uh absolutely seems to be one of my go-to words so we're going to do that but mallory why don't you tell everybody how they can find us we're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about exit strategies all right i can do that so folks if you're looking for us you can find us on www.casualswinger.com if you'd want to communicate ask us questions Give us feedback. You can email us at podcast at casual swinger and look for us as casual swinger on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Cassidy, SLS, and STC. She's so good at that, it's not even funny. We'll be back in just a minute, guys. You're listening to Casual Swinger. everybody welcome back to casual swinger so we're going to talk a little bit about exit strategies Uh, what are exit strategies so it's a way to communicate verbally or non-verbally when you and your partner are or are not interested in the couple or the person that you're pursuing or being pursued by Right. And, but it could also be maybe that, hey, let's get out of here, right? Do you want to move on with the evening, right? It's, yeah. It's ways to move the evening forward. Exit strategies. Let's get from where we are right now mm-hmm. to where we want to be, which yeah. is either the fuck away from you or... <laughs> to go fuck you. To go fuck you. <laughs> right? so, um, and so for us, I mean, the most common way that we talk about exit strategies, and, and it doesn't matter which way, mm-hmm. we have code words that we use. We do. And we came up with this after some of our fails uh-huh. Big and fails. and I in my opinion it was pretty genius 
Yeah, I think it was. It was your idea, so it had to be genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to myself a little pat on the back. Um, All right. But yeah, we have we have a code word, and I don't mind saying it on the air, do you? No, not at all. No. Of course, so, they don't pay us. Yeah. So back in the day, we used to drink beer, and we're, you know... Uh, have a little bit of redneck in us, I suppose. You had a little redneck in you on the regular. <laughs> but um, Coors Light was a beer that was pretty commonly found in our household. Yeah. So we're usually at a bar or an environment that serves alcohol. So we came up with the phrase, would you like a Coors Light? And a yes or no would be the answer to the situation. Are you into these people? Are you ready to move on? Are you comfortable? You know, it worked in really many of those scenarios, and it was an easy way to not be blunt in front of the company that we were entertaining at the time. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as as I became a bourbon drinker and you became a bourbon drinker, it became a lot easier. Yeah. Because then it was like, oh, you guys are switching to beer, huh? That was the conversation. That yes, exactly. People, people had no idea. No we idea. And it was, about. it was yeah, it was so undercover. And we still use it to this day. Uh, we use it in, as jokes more often than not nowadays because I think <laughs> you know, we've been doing this so long that I can tell by looking at somebody if they're going to fit in your wheelhouse. You don't surprise me very often. That's true. That's true. And I, I'm very good about raising my hand or, mm-hmm. you know, finding a way to communicate that with you if it is a curveball. That's true. That's true. And when when something does come up that's that's out of the usual, but And you can usually tell by my body language. Right? Yeah. How about how about your safe word? <laughs> So we'll have to tell that story sometime, but, uh, you know, it's the words you use and it's important that you use them. When we finished the last segment, we talked about having a thick skin and not being afraid to communicate. Using your words is super important and finding some words that you can use to communicate together to make sure that the other person knows that you are or you are not down uh, with what's going on if you don't have another way to communicate. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course, ours is, you know, you want a Coors Light. Um, nobody wants a Coors Light. It's terrible beer, but we drank a ton of it, you know, years ago. Yeah, and, and you know, and when we first started using it, like we both looked at each other like, no, no, I don't want a beer. Like I, I have beer. a full drink right here. <laughs> so you know, maybe that's you know, going, hey, can you come help me at the bar to grab drinks for the table, and then extracting yourself from that situation to have you know a few moments to yourselves to talk about where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, you know, we've sent text messages to each other before, too. Well, you can do that nowadays, right? You couldn't do that, you know, 12 that's true. years ago. Yeah, because that yeah, it cost, you know, 87 cents for every letter <laughs> that you sent. <laughs> but so when we talk about code words being one of the ways to communicate and make sure that you do, getting up and going to the bar is another way. Now, of course, there's things that happen. Uh, you know, for example, you say, hey, you want to go to the bar with me so we can grab something? And someone from the other couple or that other guy or that other girl goes, oh, I'll come with you. And you're like, well, shit, now we can't talk. Um, And, you know, so what you don't want to do is go, I'm sorry, my wife has the shits. (laughs) I knew that was coming. (laughs) You don't want to do that, okay? So you have to find a way to be able to communicate that. And and whether that's you know, text messaging or, or, you know, maybe with your body language. Um, What is a good example of body language that you use as a woman to tell a person that you're not interested? Oh, that's a tough one. (laughs) So it does depend on the situation, Mm -hmm. but, you know, a more closed body language is one way. 
I love people in general, but I've gotten better over time about how I'm communicating physically in conversation in order to try to make sure I'm not sending mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Um you know, if I'm being a little more flirty, I might, you know, lean over and, you know, so you talk quieter. In. Yeah, talk quieter so it gets them closer to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're almost breathing on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a more closed off situation where maybe I'm not feeling intimate towards this person, you know, I'll sit up straight. I'll look them in the eye. I'll keep my hands on my side of the table. You know, I'm maybe in my lap. You know, I won't cross my arms because, you know, I don't want to be rude and, and send a message that, you know, I think you're boring me or... You suck. Whatever. You know what I mean? I'm very aware of, you know, my body positioning. Um, but, you know, those are a couple of the things I might do. Okay. Uh, what about leaning out? And leaning away and, and kind of shying away from the person. Is that something that, that yeah, women abso- do? Yeah, it's. I think it's something we all do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's human nature. I do you it know, in cases we... of halitosis in an elevator. <laughs> that's true, too. But, I mean, we people watch a lot. I mean, that's one of our favorite pastimes. And we can usually gauge our situation pretty well based on how people are, you know... Interacting. Interacting, yeah, Mm -hmm. with approximation to each other and, you know, the the way they're smiling, if they're laughing, if they're making eye contact, you can kind of, you know, gauge, you know, with their relationship, maybe, maybe it's a father and daughter, maybe it's a a first date, maybe it's, you know, and a couple that's been together forever. We yeah. identified a few swingers too. Yeah, we, we have that have been on dates, which is they don't hilarious. have to wear rings on their right hand for yeah. us, folks. We can see it. Yeah, you walk by and go, "You're our people." <laughs> Knuckles, right? <laughs> so I think that's really interesting because you know when and again in the place where we are today as a society, um, it is important to be able to gauge body language and see uh, how your partner is feeling, mm-hmm. and or maybe maybe there is that single girl that's there that maybe she feels preyed upon. Maybe she's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's being cornered. Um, mm-hmm. how, and just some different ways that we can identify how to communicate and help people with their exit strategies. And sometimes that means stepping in. Um, I remember one time at Hito when you stepped in to help somebody that was exhibiting clear and present, you know, yeah. communication problem, need an exit strategy right uh-huh. now. Yeah, uh, That story might actually be worth sharing. Yeah, definitely. She was there with a friend. Um, They were not intimate with each other, but um, there was a gentleman there that had identified her as an opportunity and she was not interested. And she was trying to be kind. Um, That was part of her personality. No is still no, regardless of how you say it. And he was not accepting it. And you could tell she was getting more uncomfortable um, with that conversation. He was getting more aggressive and he started to become a little physical. And I don't mean like he slapped her or anything, but he was reaching out. He was touching her. She was, you know, stiffening and it was not okay. So, yeah, I, I stepped in to give her an exit strategy. And when he did not like that, you stepped in. Yeah, that's when I got involved. And, you know, we try to keep this thing positive and happy here on Casual Swinger. But I think it's important when we talk about exit strategies that we acknowledge that it's not just about us. It's about the people around us. And we have to look out for each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you've always got somebody, at least if it's a club or a house party or a resort, there are folks like me (laughs) who Mm -hmm. are nearby and a lady just needs to say the word. 
and uh, we communicate and we uh, we handle business. Yeah, and and bless you for being that person. And I I wish there were more like you out there in this world and less of them. But me too, because it's sad and scary that somebody feels preyed upon um, and doesn't feel like they can communicate their feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we talk about communicating and having a thick skin and not being afraid to communicate, it's also have that that backbone and and that voice and use it. There's nothing wrong with being assertive. No, there's nothing saying, wrong with being honest. I do. You owe I yourself that. That's respecting yourself. Sure. Now, we've also had ladies that were very assertive for what they wanted in their own right, right? We've had some people that we've traveled with that oh, have, yeah. they've been like, I want this and I want this now and I want this as often as I can get it. And yeah. that was even in some cases a little off putting, right? I mean, some in some were, cases. Yeah, yeah. But I think but, I liked it though. I was like, you go girl, right? Like get you some. Oh no, no, no. We're always cheerleading for the team that is, is out there doing their thing, making the best of what they have and not hurting anybody in the process. I mean, rock on just cause it's not our thing or my, thing or your thing doesn't mean it's not an amazing thing right right it's uh it's it's, and i think that all goes back to being upfront, right and just saying that this is what i want or this is not what i want and Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that so not a bit you know i don't think any of those ways other than maybe code words and text messages were really subtle we talked about how maybe you know some subtle ways to deal with this uh deal with exit strategies what are some actual subtle ways, right? Um, one of So one of the things that, that I thought of was, you know, in times where maybe we've invited some friends over to the conversation and made it more of a group conversation, a little less intimate mm-hmm. and turn the, turned the interaction away from something we knew we didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's because it wasn't a good time to maybe we didn't know where their heads were at, but we wanted so, them to know ours weren't. Yes. So like reducing the level of it intimacy in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a a very subtle way to kind of exit that interaction, but Mm -hmm. it helps. Uh, It really does. It it keeps uh, keeps it from going that way. And maybe they didn't want it to go that way either. Maybe the people you bring over are exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Uh, So and or maybe even something I've seen you do, which is offer to wingman to get somebody else. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a little renowned for that. And that's that's been a really positive um, exit strategy for me, because one, it lets them know in a very in the kindest way possible. And I'm upfront and honest about it. Like I will I will tell them point blank, especially if it's asked directly where I'm at. But then I'll ask them questions about what they're looking for. And I'm like, so how can I help you achieve this goal of yours? Because I would love you to have a great time. It's just not going to be with me. We just, we're not clicking. It's not my bag. It's not your bag, whatever it is. Well, this all goes back to communication. This is where we started and this is where we kind of end up in this whole conversation. Mm -hmm. And every person communicates in a different way. This is really important for you guys. Um, So this is where, you know, I go Mickey turn on work mode and, Basically, what happens here is 
every person has their own style of communication. Every person communicates in their own way. Mm -hmm. And if you can communicate with them in a way that they understand, it'll be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So for example, if they're very assertive, if they're very upfront, uh, it's helpful for you to be the same way, even if it's not your style, because they'll get it faster, right? You can, some people you just can't be subtle with. Mm -hmm. uh, and that maybe that's because they're not subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that does make it a lot easier to maybe, and maybe it's an exit strategy or maybe it's to get what you want. I was talking to a friend of mine just this morning and one of the things that, that we talked about was how difficult it was uh, to communicate today versus how it was years ago when we were younger and dating and how difficult it is for some people because you know we're both married guys. And he was talking about a buddy of his who says that it's the easiest thing in the world to do now because he just goes online and, and says, Sends a message that says, you know, you want to fuck? And it's like, what? how does that work? That never worked for me. <laughs> never worked for me. Takes the art out of it in some way. Is that really how Tinder works? <laughs> I mean, uh, whoever came up with that. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, that's not how it works in the lifestyle. You do have to communicate. You do have to work with each other. Um, so what about communicating in, in other ways? Um, so we've got body language and code words. We've got trips to the bar, text messaging. That's all exit strategies. What about photos? We've seen a lot of people that want to communicate through photos and talk about the things that they're interested in and how active they are. Do, we, do you think that photos are an effective means of communication? We're talking about online and trying to express who you are as people I think it can be I think it is an expression mm -hmm. um, of them and so here's the other side of it though it's most photos you're, you're putting your best foot forward right it's like a billboard or an advertisement mm -hmm. And so, yes, it can be, especially if you're talking to somebody like, for instance, I was chatting with somebody who's into bondage. So I got a few of those photos. So, yeah, I mean, well, they're, they're definitely letting me know ground. what they, yeah, what they're into. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's effective. What do you think? I think that it definitely shows, uh, so for example, when you, you are talking to somebody and you exchange pictures and the first four pictures they send you are raunchy, right? That that's where their head's at, right? That they, they want to, they want to get straight to the sex, right? That maybe if they send you a couple of fun pictures, you know, or something that's a little more laid back, uh, maybe they're the type. So you're, you're talking about setting the tone. Yeah, a okay. little bit. I think it sets the tone for the conversation, at least initially. And then of course, as you progress, um, I know in some of the relationships that we've had, uh, you've exchanged photos with, with, you know, mm -hmm. them and yeah. they, they, become, they go up and down, right? I mean, some yeah. of the good ones, some of the, you know, some are tame. I'm a little bit of a tease too. So. <laughs> oh, I don't think anybody that's seen our SDC or SLS doesn't know you're a tease. <laughs> so I that's like not it. too bad, but you know, there's a lot to communicating. There's a lot to deciding, you know, how to communicate together to accomplish your goal. If that goal is to further the evening, if that goal is to end the evening, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you still have to decide a little bit ahead of time how you're going to do it. Uh, and so you guys are on the same page to make it easy mm -hmm. if it's a code word or something like that. But you also have to listen, right? Mm -hmm. We said at the beginning, to be a great communicator, you have to be a great speaker and a great listener. Yes. And to do those things, to be a great speaker and a great listener, uh, that means you have to pay attention. You have to see the other person. 
right? I mean, and maybe even in an uncomfortable situation, like when you were on the middle of a dance floor saving some poor girl from a douchebag, mm-hmm. right? If I didn't see you, if I wasn't watching you, if I wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah, I made sure I had line of sight to you. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something was going down. Right. So uh, I, I think that all of these things kind of summed up in a total for you guys, our listeners, are uh, talk to me. That's uh, the whole yeah. title, Talk to Me Goose. It's so cute. Uh, tell me what's up. <laughs> tell me how you're feeling. Tell me what you're thinking. Um, if we're in the bedroom and we're alone together, I can listen to you breathe, but I can't mm-hmm. listen to you breathe in a crowded bar. No. Nope. I need you to be upfront and I need you to not be afraid to hurt my feelings uh, and say, I don't want this. I know you think she's the bee's knees, but you can't have her. Yeah, well, that goes both ways. And, you know, sometimes there's, you know, you agree to disagree in some situations where you're into somebody and I'm not into somebody, but that doesn't mean that's off the table for us. But that's all about communicating. You know, I just showed everybody that I'm an old fart and used the term bee's knees. Yeah, what are you, 80? I know, right? I live in Florida. That's true. Right? It's the liver spot capital of the world. (laughs) Oh, that's awful. But hey, I tell you what, guys, we're going to come back here in just a couple of minutes and talk about some celebrity stuff that's going on and some other swinging in the news, some stuff going on out in Sacramento that we thought was kind of interesting and maybe a little sad. But we'll uh, we'll put that out there for you guys in just a few minutes. Mallory, you want to tell everybody how they can find us? Sure. You guys can find us at www.casualswinger.com. You can also find us as Casual Swinger on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, SLS, Cassidy, and SDC. She's still better at that than I am. Guys, we'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Casual Swinger. Welcome back to Casual Swinger. I'm Mallory. And this is Mickey. And we're going to get into swinging in the news. Oh, you know, I love this segment whenever there's something good to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. And you have a really great story today. But before you get started, I have to comment on Dolly Parton on The Tonight Show. I don't know if anyone saw this, but it was utterly hilarious. Um, They were having a conversation about this new movie she's doing with Jennifer Aniston. And she made this comment that just blew me away. First of all, apparently her husband is a huge crush on her, and she said that he wasn't really interested in the music she necessarily wrote for this, but more interested in Jennifer Aniston. In fact, he'd probably want a threesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, did you see the video? Jimmy Fallon, like, falls over, and he's laughing. And what and is she, Dolly now, 600? I, I have no idea. The bitch looks good, though. Like, whoever her surgeon is, rock on. <laughs> oh, my God. Because she's looked the same the, the last, like, 20 years. Yeah, she hasn't changed at all. She and Cher, I think they're going to be around after the roses. <laughs> right. But the best part, the very, very best part was she goes, I don't know what he's going to do with it. He can barely get it up to pee, let alone oh do God. that. She just threw him under the bus. <laughs> totally. Totally. I didn't even look up to see who her husband was. This is poor journalism on my part. But... I mean, it's been all over, you know, my social media feeds, and it's just hysterical. I think it's really interesting, though, that the world goes crazy when a star mentions a threesome. 
you know, I it's kind of funny because that 20 years ago, I don't know that that would ever have been mentioned on live TV, especially something like the Tonight, the Tonight Show. Oh, like yeah. it's How been implied, would that be? right? It's been implied, but never like out there like that. So uh, I, I just I find it you know crazy that I want well, maybe that shows how many how much Puritan is left in us, right? That maybe part of us is still on the Mayflower. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we just haven't quite gotten past it yet. You know? uh, yeah, not completely. But I was, I mean, because you know she's not a spring chicken, and for her to make a comment like that, and she's always kind of been more verbose. Her and I, Betty White, I freaking adore. Well, apparently those two are like the same age. So. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> well, and they're both eternal because Betty White is also cheated death for the last <laughs> twenty years. I had her in the Deadpool last year and lost. So. <gasps> Don't you dare! Well, I'm just saying. I mean, she is like a thousand. Her and Yoda. Oh, geez. But uh, anyway. well, we digress. Yeah. So Mickey <laughs> found this great story about a quote-unquote swinger club out in Sacramento. Yeah. So th- this story comes to us. Uh, you know, we we tend to crawl and look around for this kind of information. And the reason I thought this one was interesting, because um, you know, swing clubs get shut down all the time, uh, and I think it sucks. I think that it's not fair. I think that there are a lot of alternative lifestyles that are perfectly acceptable, and people don't have an issue with it. But lifestyle and and swing is still a problem for some people. And again, the Puritan in yeah. us is strong, especially in in the really, really, really rightful. Right. And uh, these guys, what I thought was interesting, so this place is called, if you want to Google it, it's called Poly Urban Studios. And Poly Urban Studios was in the Del Paso Heights area of Sacramento. It was shut down just like about a week ago. So it was just shut down recently. And it was shut down by law enforcement and city council and community activists who were so pissed off that these people had had the audacity to have a swing club. Uh, and I guess, you know, there's probably really? some local laws. Okay. Like, so we were talking about this before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Do you think it had to do with like any morality laws that possibly exist out there? Well, because we live next to a county, not in the county, mm-hmm. next to a county who had morality laws. And before we moved, we found out about them and went, yeah, forget not, that. That's not happening. <laughs> it's utterly ridiculous. Well, and it's funny because that particular county uh, in Florida is so bad. Their sheriff actually went after the owner of a website back in the day uh, that was called Now That's Fucked Up uh, was the name of the website. And he put him in jail. The man didn't even live in Florida. The man lived in another state. But because uh, residents of his county could access it, the judge actually let him prosecute. And they actually brought him up on charges and convicted him of a felony in Florida. Wow. For a website that he ran. That's insane. So do you think this was maybe the case in Sacramento? I think that it had to have something to do with it. They had to have legal precedent, but the legal precedent that I think is more interesting. Oh, yeah. This, yeah. And I, I think this is more interesting, and I'm really hoping something comes of this, is freedom of religion. That's true because they are registered as a church. Yes, they are. They are registered as an adult motivational and life skills center, but they're also a church. So Poly Urban Studios was a church. And they actually, on the walls, they were a certified church, and they had a certified pastor who was the head of this church. Now, is it still a swing club? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's that's the crazy part about it, right? But So was it like next to a main road, open windows? No, like? no windows on the building. 
And the interesting, so I looked it up on the map to see where it was, and it's across the street from an auto zone and a car dealership and a tattoo studio. So right it sounded like door. it was across the street from an elementary school. No, not at all. And are, are there residences in the area? Sure, on Google Maps, there's residences everywhere. But uh, these are people, I mean, there's a McDonald's. There, there's things around, but by looking at this building from the outside, looking at it from the news story, there's nothing that told you what was going on there unless somebody had been in and then left and told the story. And at that point, I think, again, you know, for, why is this swinging the news for us? Because, first of all, what a great idea, right? They said, you can't do this. And they went, well, what if we made it a church? <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's it's enterprising. It's kind of genius. It. It's a great loophole if that's what they were looking for. Well, and they really weren't just doing lifestyle-only stuff. They really were looking to bring lifestyle-oriented, like-minded people together. So they had lessons mm-hmm. on the world of Eros every day, so daily lessons. So it was a training center. Mm-hmm. But they also had movies and yoga and Zumba and football. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like a moose lodge for perverts. Interesting. Isn't it? I, mean, I thought it was kind of really neat. And so, again, this place is called Poly Urban Studios, and it was in Sacramento. And on uh, 1126, they managed to shut it down. Now, my favorite part is how the media interprets stuff like this. I always get pissed off uh, personally when I see the media or the movies or somebody really mischaracterize what it means to be in the lifestyle. And it's kind of like akin to the Weather Channel where they're fighting the wind and some dude's just walking like doo-doo-doo in the <laughs> yeah, background. Right. <laughs> so in this particular case, the name of the story was Neighbors Outraged Over Alleged Sex Club. Well, they quoted one person, so that's not neighbors. No. You're correct. That's neighbor. <laughs> neighbor outraged. Yeah, two sources is the rule of thumb, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so neighbor outraged. And that neighbor said, we don't want that type of stuff in our neighborhood. Well, my thought and what I have to say to her, folks, is I'm really sorry she's not getting laid because she doesn't want this sort of stuff <laughs> in her neighborhood. What I'm interested in is what, how they brought this to court, right? Because now this is a legal precedent. Yeah, it is this, now. This actually changes things. It so could. if I were an owner or a proprietor of any anything lifestyle oriented in that area, I'd be dotting my I's and crossing my T's. Yeah, well, apparently the pastor's name is Big Ray. So <laughs> hopefully Big Ray has What up, uh, Big Ray? Yeah, what up, Big Ray? Nice work, dude. Uh, <laughs> but I wonder how long they were in operation for and what the actual complaint was other than I don't like their lifestyle mm-hmm. or, you know, how they choose to live their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, historically, at least uh, from what I can see in the United States, California kind of leads the way in liberalism and, you know, in alternative lifestyles, people, you know, California tends to be a little more open-minded than a lot of other places. And I'm they surprised. Do. And in a lot of state capital. Yeah. And a lot of legal ways. I mean, there's, there's been things that California has spearheaded. Yeah. And, you know, it, I, I got to imagine that these, these city councilmen and these law enforcement agents, yes, I'm sure there was something illegal that they were doing by having these activities there, but they had to know that they have a shit storm coming their way because they just shut down a church. And if I'm sorry, it's a church. If that's part of what they do as their ethos of, of being a church, mm-hmm. um, it is what it is. It's freedom of religion. So I'm interested to see where this goes. 
I think Me too. I think we're going to follow the story pretty closely because I'm wondering what kind of appeals or if this will be escalated because this is – which court did it go to? Do you know? Uh, it didn't go to a court at all. The, the, they, the city shut this down. Ah, So okay. this hasn't been to court yet. Ah. This has only been going on in the month of November. So we, we tend to watch this kind of stuff around the country and look for things that we think are interesting. And, and again, lifestyle clubs get shut down all the time by cities. And a lot of times, so what you'll find in some parts, uh, North Carolina is a great example, the whole state, on-premise clubs pretty much don't exist there, right? That's just not a thing. So when you're talking about places like Florida, places like Maryland, you can get away with having on-prem. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. On Pennsylvania, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a, a swing club. But um, there are just tons of ways and places to do this sort of thing in certain states. But in some states, there's nothing. Yeah. Right? Uh, Virginia would be a great example. There's yep. nothing. So... Uh, you know, what's the rule? What's the law? Like you said, and more importantly, can that law be circumvented by opening a religious establishment with an, with a, a, a bona fide religion, which it appears these guys at least did for a while? Well, I mean, if if pasta farian can become a religion, do you remember that? I do. Like what, 15 years ago, the guy with a colander on his head? Yeah, he was pasta farian. Like <laughs> that was legit legal. They let it go. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think at the end of the day, the thing that matters the most is how many people you pissed off. Mm, okay. And the Pastafarian was cute and didn't bother anybody, but the Pastafarian wasn't having a gangbang in the back room while the Zumba <laughs> class was going on. <laughs> So uh, I'm interested to see what it is. We'd love to know what you guys think, right? So reach back out to us and tell us what your thoughts are on this story. What happens if a church actually has lifestyle-oriented activities as part of what it does? I am going to reach out to the spiritual swingers and ask them what their thoughts are on it. Oh, that's a good call. Right, because those guys are religious and their lifestyles. I'm interested to hear what their thoughts are on this very story. So I'm going to reach out to them. If they happen to hear this podcast, don't be shy. Reach out. What up, guys? But uh, let us know what you think about this. Let us know what you think about our conversation about communication and exit strategies and all the other stuff we talked about today. Yeah, and let us know if you guys are going to be in any of the areas we're traveling to, New Year's Eve at Taboo in Maryland. Right. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Jamaica in February and May. And don't forget, Naughty and Nolens. Nolens. Nolens in July. Well, we have so much fun hanging out with you guys. And we're going to be back with you here in just two weeks. We'll get you one more time before Christmas. So we'll come back and, and play Christmassy music or something for the next <laughs> one. But that sounds fantastic. I love Christmas. I know you do. And I've heard enough of this shit already. <laughs> All right. Why don't you tell everybody how they can find us and we'll get out of here. All right, guys. Again, uh, www.casual swinger.com is the website you can find the new calendar that's updated by torrid souls on there uh we are casual swinger just about everywhere so find us on twitter facebook instagram cassidy sls and stc we love you guys thanks for joining us today take it easy 